When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. I don't know who he knows, I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I feel like on Gucci Man in 2006. I leave diamonds dancing on my neck, like for bricks. Ain't no way to Alright, we got Louie Knows in the building with us today. What's going on with your game? Straight off the plane. Now I'm on the porch with DGB. What's up? What's happening? What you out here working on in Atlanta, bro? Uh, quick little video. Um, new artist, KB For Real, and DJ Chose. DJ Chose ain't necessarily new, but you know what I'm saying? That's what I got going on out here. For sure, sure. You know. So you originally from LA, right? Yeah, I'm from LA, born and raised. A little bit north from the actual city, but you know what I'm saying? LA. For sure. How would you LA. say Atlanta compares to LA? Um, in like terms of like the well, there's not really much similarities, to be honest. But like in terms of like the industry and like rap and shit, there's a lot of similarities because there's one, there's a lot of like work for like music out here, you know what I'm saying? Because they got the, like the community of studios, you know, like in LA you got like a community of studios, it'd be like five, six major studios everybody be at and then it's kind of like that out here in Atlanta like there'd be like five six spots a lot of people be at and like a lot of networking and shit so that's like the main similarity I see between like LA and Atlanta not necessarily like the cribs or the layout of the city stuff like that you know Atlanta got its bougie side too but you know that's how they cross over for sure growing up did you know that you would want to be a creator as you got older yeah more or less I always had like an interest in photography, to be honest. And man, even when I was like really young, I was like making beats, but they weren't really that, they weren't really hot. So I kind of just gave that up. But like, I always was just like trying different things. And I was always on the computer, creating stuff on the computer. So, you know, yeah, more or less. <laughs> more or less. I was like doing Photoshop too at, at a young age, just teaching myself how to do stuff, web design. So, you know, I was always just, yeah, creating some kind of shit, to be honest with you. For sure. So what college did you end up going to? I went to CSUN, Cal State Northridge, shout out Matadors. It's a, it's a school out there in the valley where I'm from. It's cool. You know, I, it took me a while to finish college, but it's a, it was overall a good experience, but it's not for everybody. I thought it wasn't for me a million times. I almost dropped out a million times, but I really did it to make my mom happy. For sure. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? When I, day one. Like, real talk though, like, the moment I was able to drive is like the moment like I felt like, like, like I could like start doing shit that I wanted to do at a young age. I started driving, what, 15, 16 years old. So at that point, like, 
I, like I said, I'm from like north of the city, right? Like 20, 30 minutes. So, you know, we always want to go down to Melrose, Fairfax, to see what's going on, see what shops is popping, what what cool clothes or shoes is going on, and you know what I mean. It just transcended from there. For sure. What would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned growing up? Always keep learning. That's what I tell people, and that's what I try to tell myself every day. Like, just don't be too cool to learn. Don't be too smart to learn something. Like, you should always be challenging yourself every day and growing it in some kind of direction, whether it's like mental health, physical health, your career, your relationship. Like, you should always be trying to better something in your life uh, on a daily basis, so constantly growing. For sure, for sure. What inspires you to pick up your first camera? Man, Man, that's a good question. What inspired me to pick up my first camera? I think it just made sense. Like, like I wanted to, I always had like an interest in hip hop and music. And like, I wanted to showcase like some kind of association with it. So I was like, damn, I could take these photos. I know how to edit. Like, I might as well just start doing this shit. You know what I mean? So I guess it was really just more of like, like anything, people. People inspired me to fucking pick up a camera. Like, sure. just try to make, make them happy with what I could create. That's solid. What was your first camera? Canon 7D. So if anybody knows about cameras, the Canon 7D, it was the most legendary camera, like, I don't know, maybe like 2009, 2010, 2011, or around that era, era of, of filmmaking. And you know what I'm saying? I remember I was like a little kid, like, I don't know, 18, some shit. And I remember Currency had tweeted like, who got the 7D and is in uh, and is in Louisiana right now or New Orleans right now? And I remember just thinking to myself like, damn, if I was in New Orleans, I would go pull up on him right now and shoot a video. And that, that kind of like, that not necessarily that moment, but like little things like that gave me the idea like, damn, you could just pull up, you got the shit, you ready to go. Like you can make some shit happen. No, nah, for real. How did you get your start? Was it photos, videos, BTS, like shows? So I got my start. I was with this company called Black Diamonds. Um, like back in the same time around the 7D was hot. Like we had done the Cat Daddy, uh, the Rejects Cat Daddy shit, and a lot of the first like Tiger shit, some of the first Ty Dollar Sign videos. Um, and I was just like an assistant, a PA, moving lights, going to the store, fucking setting up stands, you know, cleaning shit, you know, just the production assistant at its true core. Um, and then that, I kind of got into blogging um, right before, like, everything was really on, like, social media, like, DGB or a very similar other platforms where they just posting content and giving their they input on it. Uh, I was, like, kind of, like, the last of that blogging era where people would, like, write little articles where you get, like, 300 words with a new song and, you know, the... the the shit like that, like, you know, just like not too long ago. So, yeah, that's how I got into all this shit. Blogging in and, and, uh, and assisting. Blogging and assisting. Blogging and fucking setting up stands. Holy fuck, that <laughs> shit. What? I know all about that shit. For sure. Who was the first artist to give you your big shot? Uh, as a director, I mean, technically, like, the first, as a director, the first artist that I ever worked with was Wale featuring the DPG. Dog Pound Gangsta Click, uh, which is Crub Daz Dillinger, for those not familiar. Um, so I guess that, but like maybe like Dex or Rich, like from when my videos started getting recognition and I really had like a style 
established because I was still learning when I first started, you know. But at that point, I kind of understood the programs and the cameras better and what kind of shots you needed to get. So probably Dex or Rich around that time, too. That's yeah. hard. So when it comes to editing, would you say you're self-taught for YouTube University? Yeah, self-taught, like YouTube, of course. And then I like to learn like the core mechanics of the fucking program in the very, very beginning, straight up. Pulled up on my boy. His name was Mike. Shout out Mike Leg. Fucking, I pulled up on him with a pen and paper and just like took notes on like certain things that I wanted to learn that I didn't understand how to do at the time. Like real shit, just on some school shit. Like pulled up, got a script, probably smoking some weed. Definitely not this amount of weed because I didn't have this amount of weed back in the day. But more or less the same <laughs> shit and just learn, really, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and like, yeah, just took notes and it was cool, yeah. How would you describe your film in Eddie's style? Man. My film at any style, see, you know what I'm saying? Like, for these running gun videos, I feel like I have mastered that shit. I feel like really everybody kinda, kinda, kinda sees my videos and be like, that's almost like the industry standard for a running gun video. Like, if it ain't look like, I already know, like, I've been told many people be like, should pull up my video, for example, and be like, oh, I want it to look like that. So when it comes to like the, the style that I'm known for, it's like the running gun crazy effects just, we shooting what we got and we making it hard as fuck with, with working with minimal shit. But on the same token, I'm not always trying to be known for that. I'm trying to be known for like, like dope ass narratives and, and cool ass set builds and crazy fucking lighting and blowing shit up. So it's like, I gotta achieve that to the next part of my career. But you know what I'm saying? You do know that when it comes to these running gun videos, my shit is the hardest. Nah, for real. So who made your logo? I made my logo, and it was off a YouTube tutorial that I just customized as I was learning, and uh, you know, just, just just ran with it, and yeah. What would you say is the importance of branding in all your music videos? The importance of branding, just like anything, like if you want to treat your your videos and and treat yourself like a, a branded company, then of course, like any branded company, you should have a logo. So I see it beyond videography. It's it's. If I'm doing anything, I'm going to go with some good branding. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, 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 branding is everything. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Oh, for sure. Talk to us about your grind about when you first started, shooting for free or basically nothing up to now. So, yeah, man, when I first started, yeah, I shot mad free videos. I was super active in the streets 24-7, just trying to link with so-and-so. And just trying to make content and you know that's really what you got to do you can't monetize something if you don't got it so that's really what i was doing shooting networking and as you grow 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 you start seeing more money you start you know treating it like a business more so over time you know i expanded opened up a studio um rate goes up and it just makes sense you gotta you gotta make everything make sense so you know you start from low free shoot a bunch of free videos them just look good as fuck and then you can start putting a price tag on it and as you progressively do that 
kind of work with that same formula as you get to a certain point and then you could expand into other ventures or, or do whatever else you want to do. No, for sure. You have a very distinct like editing style, right? Yeah. So how long did it take you to develop such style and get comfortable with editing? Man, I was there like after a year, after a year of like editing mad videos, like, cause there was a little bit, like there's some videos that I got out that don't have no effects that don't really look like, like my net is one style per se, I guess. Um, but before I really started fucking with the After Effects and shit, but you know, just like any supply and demand shit, artists wanted that. It was like, yo, I know you could do it. My boy Black Banks, back in the day, was telling me, like, yo, I know you could do that shit. Like, just try to learn, try to do it on some one of my videos. And now, fucking, ended up learning how to do it. And then, you know, pushing forward, pushing forward, watching more tutorials, and then you learn. And we all kind of like, as editors in the community, we all kind of working with the same tools and shit like that. So it's really just about how you end up using them. So um, kind of just slapped them bitches on top of them videos. It just made it work it. Yeah, you got my style. For sure. So how did you end up linking with Rich the Kid and Famous Dex? I linked with Rich and Dex. I linked with Rich through my boy G. Shout out G. Miami. My boy from Miami. Him and Rich knew each other from just Miami shit. So and then fucking when Rich was in LA, um, Rich needed a photographer. So he, uh, G linked me and Rich. And I pulled up on Rich at the hotel. He was just chilling with take and fucking, yeah, we started taking some photos and then was doing that shit. Actually that day, take, right when I got to the hotel, take, I don't even, he definitely don't even remember this. I fucking get to the hotel, knock on the door, open the door. Tay's like, oh, you the photographer? I'm like, yeah. So, oh, you can go get ice real quick? Oh, shit, all right, go get ice. And then, yeah, from there, ended up taking photos and then um, linking with Rich on a regular. And then obviously, um, through Rich, I met Dex at some point. That's hard. Yeah. What is one of your most memorable moments of sharing with them guys? And some of the most memorable, most memorable moments, like, when uh, Rich Scott presented his plaques and his mom was there. And you know, like riding around with Rich from back in the day, like I don't know, 15, 16 era, 17, to like when he got his first plaques and shit, it's just like, you really see the growth and like, you see like the world like, like captivating to an artist that you believed in. It's like, it's super cool. And um, same with like Dexter, like shit, like, Watching both of them just perform in front of 20, 30,000 people at the Rolling Louds or whatever fuck festival they at, like, from like when there was 200 people to show, even less, bro, like 100 people to fucking, you know, thousands and thousands. So those type of moments is just fucking dope. I actually got a couple of them on my fucking story highlights on my shit. That's why I keep yeah, up there, just because, like, them some moments I really, I like to look back on and shit. And I don't really do much looking back. Nah, I think, nah, I'll say that. Yeah, make sure that's in there. For sure. So as we all know, we watched Dex battle drug addiction from time to time, right? Yeah. So was there ever a time that you pulled him to the side and questioned him about it or tried to give him be a words of wisdom to him? Yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there definitely was. And even a couple of other people around him. And Dex a grown man, get his own money and a lot of it. And if you know anything about drug addiction and stuff like that, it's, it's very tough. You know what I'm saying? It's very tough to get a message through because it becomes, you know, more than just it, like an addiction. Addiction is crazy. Bro. If you understand anything about addiction, that shit 
can take people over. But um, yeah, there was definitely moments where when we linked up, where I brought up some like, damn bro, you know, you can chill a little bit, or like, damn, you really need to go get that drink. But you know, you know anybody that's even drink, like you gotta have that shit. So it is what it is. But um, you know, lately I'm I'm glad that uh, he's taking it serious and and going trying to make a change for you know do better for himself because he got a lot more hits to to put out. I'm telling you, for sure. So tell us, how did you connect with Young Boy? Man, one day I was just sitting on a computer and Chippy called me and said. You know, YB trying to shoot a video, pull up to the studio. So I pulled up, Trippy introduced us, and yeah, we did what it did, shot a video, and, and, and the rest is history from there. That's solid. How would you describe young boy off camera? Well, off camera, he's a million different things. You know, he's, he's the most unique person really ever. You know, he got a million different moods in him. One day he's a player, one day he's a lover. He a businessman, a street dude, an artist, you know what I'm saying, a father. So it's like you get wrapped that all into one and you can see any of those sides or all of those sides any given day. But overall, you know, he's just somebody who really just cares about his people and, and wants to just live life. For sure. How much, how much unreleased content would you say you guys have together? Mm. Few videos, few vlogs, a lot of photos, a lot of photos, um, and that goes probably with every person that works with them, you know, with a camera. For you know sure. Yeah. At what point did you start to add people to your roster and your team to help you on set? Man, that was a while ago. As soon as I had like the budget to do it, you know what I mean. As soon as I could start like getting. Like people, you know, paid out and shit. But it was like pretty soon, probably like two years into it. You know, I always had like someone to help me out, but like, you know, really just having the same people. It took a couple years to find that, those solid people that you kind of start trusting. You know, obviously to trust somebody it takes time. So, you know, it took, it took a couple years. For sure. What role would you say you play on set right now? On set? Yeah. What role I play on set? Director. I'm a director, but unfortunately, I got, I'm a producer, too. And as a director, that shit becomes annoying as fuck when you're trying to, like, be creative and, and focus on the, the, the picture, and you got to worry about call times and budgets and all that shit. So um, I guess I wear multiple hats on set. For sure. Do you prefer to run and gun or write out a treatment when preparing for a video? I fucking prefer to do... You know? No, right now in this at this point in my career, I prefer to do treatment, thought out, and create fucking movies. That's what I want to do. What's your go-to camera right now? I mean, I got the S3. And if it ain't the S3, it's probably the Alexa Mini, the LF2, or fucking any, any red, really. I fuck with all of them. Yeah, I definitely prefer red or Honestly, a red camera just because you get all the little menus in the back end for like budget and shit. And then, yeah, I got my Sony S3. That's my shit. That new Sony is a, that bitch is nice. For sure. How do you feel about the term cameraman? I ain't a cameraman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I use that term too. It just depends. But um, 
I feel like a lot of directors don't want to be called cameramen. We want to be called directors, or we don't, you know, photographer. Um, but I guess when you just say cameraman, the way I see it is like, that's the dude who can just pull up all day and just capture photos, videos, BTS, maybe edit it, maybe pass it off. Like, we just need someone to shoot. So, yeah. I feel y'all directors though. And you can't, you know, I almost said it. I almost called cameraman, cameraman. But yeah, you know, that's for what sure. it is. What advice would you have for upcoming creators? Never stop learning, bro. Never stop learning. Do good work, deliver, and stand by your work. Goals for the rest of your career? Uh, do bigger videos. I want to drop a short film. I already know what I want to make. Direct, like I already know the concept. I already know the concept of my first short film. So that's coming soon. And then, you know, eventually get to movies and commercials and other shit. Commercials before movies. But I want to do the short film because I have a fucking great idea and I already know how to shoot it. So we're going to make that happen. No, you got to make that one happen. Any last words and shout outs? Um, thank y'all for watching. Free YB. And shit, everybody. Free 10, free Baba, free No Cap, free D Dog. For sure. I don't want to leave nobody. Louis Nose, appreciate you having me today, gang. DGB, I'm on the porch right now. We just did off the porch. I appreciate y'all for having me. For sure, gang. I feel like I'm Gucci man in 2006. All these diamonds dancing on my neck, cost like four bricks. Ain't no way that I when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.